Welcome to the podcast. In this episode of Beyond the Rim, we talk with Michelle Deloso, founder of the Rim to Rim Club and rimtorim.org. The most difficult thing about interviewing Michelle was that she is so accomplished in so many different endeavors. We had to resist the urge to ask her more and keep the conversation focused on Rim to Rim. Hopefully we'll get to sit down again someday to follow those other threads, but for now, as you'll see, she has plenty to say about Rim to Rim. We hope you enjoy part one of our conversation with Michelle Deloso. This is Sergio. And this is Drew. Two friends exploring the outdoors. And preparing to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. Join us as we go Beyond the Rim. So I was thinking best place to start would be how Sergio found you was on, um, you know, the Rim to Rim Club and rimtorim.org. If you want to just tell us what those are, the club and the website. Absolutely. Well, I started the website. I secured the domain literally the day after I finished my very first Rim to Rim hike. So that was uh, August 20th, 2010, on the Trans Canyon shuttle, uh, I had asked the shuttle driver if there was a club to celebrate this accomplishment that I felt it was monumental. <laughs> and he said, no, you should start one. And I said, I will. <laughs> and when you drive the, uh, the shuttle around to the other side to go get your car, um, you'll realize there's very, very few cell phone areas, which is a good thing. But I grabbed the domain and then literally when I got back after the hike, after I dropped Sandy off at the airport and it hit me how really purposeful this hike was for us, I I knew that the club was the answer, like creating the club, grabbing the domain, building the website, kind of securing all the paperwork. So that's how it started. And I have a good friend, uh, his brother did a lot of Uh, videography for me when I worked for Adidas as a consultant. I've done a lot of youth sporting events as a sponsor and kind of empowerment events. So his brother does website uh, design and he helped me with that uh, D and we went to work. And at the same time, I started my nonprofit as well for girls empowerment. So it was, it was just, we'll get into it. I know we'll talk about callings, but I knew it was a calling. I knew that I was supposed to hike it and uh, create the club from it. Did I hear it right? You you got the domain like the day you were on the rim of coming out of the hike, and when you were when you were in in the area. No, we finished. Sandy and I took the the two days, which is recommended. We took the two day experience. stayed at stayed at Phantom Ranch in the in the dorm. You'll you'll read our story on the hike it page of the website. Mm-hmm. But the the day. The day after that, when we were leaving to go get our car um, at Jacob, we left it at Jacob Lake instead of the North Rim. Um, it was on that shuttle that we were talking with other hikers. And I just I just thought it was just so cool. And we had met people, of course, on the hike down in the dorms. And I knew that I wanted to stay in touch with these people. And I knew like we were we were part of something bigger than than just the hike. It was, mm-hmm. it was like something to belong to. And that's when I said, is there a club for this? 
to the shuttle driver thinking he shuttled how many people probably from the rim rim hikes. And he said, no, you should start it. And I said, I will. So as soon as we were on the, the, the drive, there was one spot where we got cell phone service and I looked at Sandy and I go, I bought the domain. She goes, you're crazy. And I said, yeah. <laughs> Are you like that just in general in your life? You, you don't waste time. You just go, you have a dream and you just chase it right away like that or yes is that-, that, that that's good observation drew that is me and my friends will attest to that there's yeah. no wasting time yeah. when when i know when i know there's something to be done or it's a calling my friend says it my friend donna always says um by the time i took my shower you already kind of finished that dream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an ongoing joke like she's not messing around when she knows she's supposed to do it it's done Wow. So that's kind of how that started. Yep. That, I wish I had just a, a drop of that quality. I need I need some of that. So <laughs> hopefully you'll rub off on me on this as well. The hike will. The hike the hike will clarify things for you. And that's part of it'll just set your priorities of kind of what to what to allocate time to and what mm-hmm. you'll realize is is not really worthy of your time. And you'll just be able to differentiate that through the hike and understanding the spiritual benefits of you know what you're gonna what you're going to put your time towards. Uh, I came out already knowing that, but it just really emphasized it. Of course, my story is hiking in honor of my dad's last breaths. I'd watched my dad pass that year. And that's how the hike for me started is I wasn't wasting any more time on items down the road. Even though I was working a corporate position, I was like, you know what? We're hiking this. I called my buddy, Sandy. Why, why the Grand Canyon specifically? And then what made you think that your friend Sandy was the person to do this with? Great question, Sergio. Um, I knew that that was an epic hike. Um, living in Southern Utah, um, I had moved out to Southern Utah in 2005 on a calling. <laughs> I was out here for work. And uh, I had visited the Grand Canyon for the first time in 07 and just looked at it and knowing that I wanted to hike it, just knowing that it was, it was a challenge hike. Um, but I also thought about it being something bigger than myself and getting out of the comfort zone. And I'd already been out of the comfort zone um, with the loss of my father. And then having, I moved both my parents out here when my dad was sick. And he had some issues where he lost his vision. And I, I was already gaining like this wisdom you don't wish on anyone of like, well, what would you do if you you didn't have your sight anymore? Like, I got to go do those things. Right. So I knew after he passed, like I needed a way to heal before I took on, like kind of being there for my mother. And, and, you know, I, I obviously lost her not, not, not much after that. So that's another topic of, uh, of how the Canyon, I always went back to it to kind of heal. Um, but I picked Sandy because Sandy was one of my, I played sports growing up and then at an elite level, but Sandy was one of my teammates in middle school and high school. She was one of my um, teammates in multiple sports, but also the first baseman on my softball team, our softball team. And uh, that says it all, right? A first baseman kind of picks up (laughs) everything coming at her. And I knew she'd be in Mm -hmm. shape for the hike. uh, And that's, that's critical is picking someone that, you know, will give you an experience adventure and perspective that you'll remember as well as your partner will remember or your group, or, you know, it's, it's critical as well who you're picking as a partner, especially that first time. And for us, it couldn't have gone any better 
We will always say that. We will attest to that. I have not hiked it with anyone else. Um, I will not. Um, we tried to hike it again in 16. And unfortunately, Sandy was diagnosed with NF. It's a form of cancer. Her son has it as well. And uh, she couldn't make the trip. So I hiked it solo. And I've just kind of committed that pack to her that I wouldn't hike it with anyone else but her because I never wanted to replace that experience with her that was that good. And then um, my life philosophy is, you know, give back tenfold what's been given to you. Um, so I feel like through the club and the mission and the cause of what I'm doing to help others that that's my way of kind of honoring that tenfold, you know, that that was such a great experience for us. We'll always go back to it, even with her diagnosis uh, as well. When I lost my mother, any bump in the road that we've had, we will always call each other and uh, talk about the climb and the hike and the experience. And I want that so badly for others to have that, uh, you know, that experience be good for them. And that's why the website exists and the club exists is to give them those resources so that they can be so present in there and they can go into the Canyon. Like the two of you will, um, seeking, you know, basically finding what you're seeking, whether it's healing, inspiration, peace, gratitude, solitude. Um, that's what I'd hoped for. And, and we were able to get that for both of us. So it's a way of giving it back, wow. paying it forward. We're preparing to take our first hike and your first hike with Sandy was so wonderful. What made it so great? And, and how can we set ourselves up for making our, our hike successful and, and getting out what we want to get out of it? Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you're doing this podcast and you're going into it already preparing. I mean, it's so, it's so cool that the website reached both of you and then you want to do this podcast because you're obviously wanting to prepare yourselves, but you could, you could already tell you're part of that club of you want to, you already want to give back and you, you haven't even hiked it yet. Right. <laughs> um, so to answer your question for us, I think we had no idea. Now this was 2010. So social media <laughs> was not as prevalent as it is today. Right. So I think the coolest thing ever is we didn't see photos of the hike and a friend of ours, uh, John Ellis, he's the one that dropped us off at the North Kaibab Trail. And we left our car at Jacob Lake so that we could, it was easier for us to get back because we camped out the night before at Jacob Lake. And he was kind enough to go two miles down and just unleash us, right? Like, he's just like, as anyone would that, you know, that, that, that's hiked it. Like, he's hiked it with uh, Red Mountain Resort. They used to take clients out there. That's in our backyard here in Southern Utah. And uh, you're protective of it. Once you've hiked it, you're protective of the canyon, you know? And once you unleashed us into it, we were just so surprised by every turn, every tunnel, every bridge, every view, the times that we were, I mean, I could almost sit here. I could start crying when I think back to it. And I, I am tearing up because... It's, it's one of your closest friends. You just lost your father. You've seen his last breaths and you're in this epic canyon that is bigger than yourself. And you're realizing your place in the earth and you're realizing the gift that that canyon that it's just, it's just engulfing you in love, unconditional love. And it's like, I got you. And you're going into it so respectfully, you know, you've trained, 
Sandy train. We were so prepared for it. And yet you have this buddy that has been there since your childhood, kind of going through the healing process with you and giving you the space to let you think, but also going, buddy, how's your knee? She knew the knee before I had reconstructive knee surgery and just being a teammate. You know, I just, I know I picked the right partner and then vice versa. She knows my craziness, you know, at the dorm when I got all the girls to like, it was like we were kids again at camp, you know, we were trading like supplies and this I is at the in, Phantom Ranch dorm. At Phantom Ranch dorm. Yeah. I was like, we were the first ones to get there, Sandy and I. And I'm like, buddy, get the bottom bunk. I'll get this bunk, you know? And and usually I think I think it 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 houses 12 and 10 other women were there. So nobody slept above us because Sandy knows I get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> it was just, it was just the kid. It was like you're at a kid's camp. And I just I know I needed that and she needed it. And uh it, it just had everything that we were looking for. It had healing, it had inspiration, it had reflection, it had that kid-like innocence. And it all has to do with the experience of what you guys are going to, what you're going to open your heart to. And that's the key is you have to open your heart to it. You know, you, if you go into it and you're trying to beat a time or you're trying to chase pictures that other people posted on Instagram, it's, it's not going to be the same experience. Ours was so organic and so pure. And that's why I've always kept the hike it page with no photos um, is I just want people to just have this blank canvas for their own experience. And that gets into social media. I'm very careful with uh, only using the, the forum of inspiring people and, and maybe a little bit of informative information, but the website's the most critical component of of what I'm trying to do. I don't chase likes or followers, or I don't want to be an influencer. Um, I just want people to has, have as epic of an experience, whether it's, like I said, spiritual healing, whatever it is that they're seeking, that they find it. So yeah, I think you guys are going to. <laughs> that's There's so many paths I want to take from, from what you just said. It, it's really hard to be on social media and not get sucked into chasing numbers just with us and setting up, you know, an Instagram account and a, the podcast and a website. At first I was like, Sergio, I, I need you to be the social media manager. Cause I just don't want to deal with it. I'm not interested in it. I don't anything. And then wow. like a week later, I was like, <laughs> how can we get an affiliate deal and Amazon? And, and then when we had our, our kind of our pre conversation with you, you talked about chasing numbers and it was just, I felt like just you saying that, it resonated and, and it, and it made me realize like, no, it's, it's not about that. And one other thing I want to share is I follow on Instagram. I follow the hashtag rim to rim. Mm -hmm. And cause you know, I thought it'd be great to find information for our, our hike and for the podcast. And now every, every day that some picture pops up and from the trail and I, and you know, again, from talking to you, it's like, Oh no, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see it now. I want to see it. I know. The trail, so I think I got to unfollow that that hashtag. And then, so my question is: When you're hiking, do you still take pictures and just very careful what you share, or um, do you have any thoughts on on taking pictures while hiking? I've always taken pictures. I I basically just carry my my uh, iPhone, and that to this day has been all of my photos that everyone sees are from just my camera phone. 
Um, I'm usually just present engulfed in the moment. And if I want to capture something, it, it's just kind of a quick boom, take it. Um, but that's, what's cool is I'm, I'm not chasing. Everybody's like, your pictures are so different. Like what, what, what are you using? What camera are you using? Uh, it's my eyes. <laughs> I give, it, it's, a, it's like, I'm trying just to like, if I see something special and I want to remember it, I take it. And I've been generous with my photos because I've had some people, they'll just try and duplicate exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like, mm, that's not what this is about. I'm sharing these with you for inspiration, but life is about going and getting your own experience. The the website, if you notice the website, Drew and Sergio, like there's no pop-up ads. And obviously I'm up there in the search organically pretty close, if not the top, very close daily. It's earned, right? It's, it's I put 10 years of my resources into it, time and effort. I've been the moderator for 10 years of the comments, the stories, but I don't want those pop-up ads. Um, they can have that revenue because people are coming to the page to find out hiking information. And I know that's my pet peeve when I go to a website and I, I just slip a little bit and I'm somehow I'm on, I'm distracted and it's just, it's not, it's, it's not conducive to what this whole experience I want for others to be is. So it's like that plus Instagram, it took, I mean, I, I secured, of course, the name, you know, Rim to Rim Club years ago for Instagram, but people kept wanting to tag the club in their photos. So it took, it was two years ago that I finally agreed to start putting the photos on Instagram, right? Like that I would share, but exactly what you guys are saying is, is what I didn't, I didn't want out there is like people luring you in with their photos. And then they, they do this DM collaborate and you're like, who are these people? Or some people will take my photo before asking for permission because they want content and they want to be influencers and they've never even hiked it or it's just so, to me, once you hike it, you'll get it, you know, and you'll, you'll want to protect it. And I know one of the items that, you, you know, the three of us discussed is, are we worried that just getting it out there that it'll become overcrowded? And that's never been my intent. Again, that's why I don't have pop-up ads. I don't chase followers. I don't chase likes. The website. I have skin in the game with the website and the trademarks and the, you know, the registration of the club professionally. And so that people know that when they're landing on that, that that's an established organization of 10 years. And when you have a domain or you get my email address, it's at, it's Michelle at room, room. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's legit. It's not, Oh, I set up a page and now I want influencers. I just, whether it's the high, anything right now, some people have no skin in the game and they're chasing the wrong, the wrong things. And the, the hike will teach you that that's not what it's about. So that's how I can hopefully answer that as I know it's a little bit long winded, but I think it's critical in any entrepreneurial endeavor that you're pursuing right now to be authentic and organic. So you guys starting the podcast, what I liked about it is you haven't done the hike and you're, you already feel this tug of it. I could tell that 
there's something in you. So I guess I'll spin the question back at the both of you. Why did you start the podcast? Like, what is it about this hike that is tugging the both of you to go even deeper? That you you obviously have an expectation that I think you believe will be fulfilled in maybe the spiritual sense, but what's making you want to share this additional information, you know, obviously beyond the rim, right? It stands for something. So I'll throw that back at you. <laughs> you want to go ahead, Drew? Sure. For me, podcast, it's it's like one, it's an excuse to call you up and have a deep conversation with you. It allows us to talk to strangers and kind of a structured way. So big picture to answer your question, it's to get the most out of it. And for some reason, this format, I feel like you can go deeper and ask these very philosophical questions. And then it leads to, you know, you're going to give us ideas that leads to things we haven't thought about. And then we can go ask somebody else about that. And, and so I think just the medium is, uh, it lends itself to going deeper. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, cause that's even the first question with Sandy, you can tell if I would have wrote that. Right. But hearing me relive it, I think it hits, mm-hmm. it hits home. Right. That's what you're going. That's what I, I think you're explaining, right. Is you can yeah. hear my voice that and, I'm going and, back in my head to that memory and I'm trying to articulate it. And I think with interviews too, I, interviews are I'm one I'm just always a fan of interviews like I can I can just you know geek out on YouTube on just interviews they're like autobiographies you get it's like having a conversation with some very interesting people that you never get to to talk to if Sergio and I were just sitting here talking about things that we don't know about yet it's not going to be very interesting to people and or useful and so the fact that we can go find find you and and put it out there for everybody um, so it's, it's self-serving for us, but then it also, <laughs> you know, it, it gives, it, cause I'm kind of, I'm actually a shy person. And so I don't, I don't go talk to, to people, uh, strangers. Um, but this gives me, you know, a, 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 a sandbox for my curiosity, you know, for sure, for sure. Sergio, I, I'm curious your thoughts. Um, well, for, for me, and I think for both of us, um, but just speaking for myself, I listen to podcasts a lot. And um, podcasts have something for everybody, right? It depends on what you're looking for. You can find it there. And for us, and for me specifically, I find the ones that are going to help me grow personally, uh, whether it is uh, mentally or just gain some more knowledge on, on something that I might not be aware about. And so for our podcast, we want to share the idea of doing this hike but also we want to do so uh, in a responsible manner and and hopefully inspire others to kind of take that ownership of of doing the same thing moving forward with the people they come across. We would hate for us to encourage bad behavior, you know, if we if we were to say, you know, just go out there, you know, get it done, you know, run down and run up as fast as you can and, you know, like do what, you know, do what it takes to get it done. We would not want to encourage that sort of behavior. We're very lucky that we we found you and that you're so accessible to you know, agreeable to speaking with us because we're definitely on the same wavelength as far as being spiritual. There's a, you can get so much out of nature that uh, I think so many of us need and, and we're looking for, especially in current times with so much, you know, so much craziness going on in the world. I work in the medical field. I am a, an emergency room nurse. So this last six months and my last 15 years as a, as a ER nurse, 
I've seen a lot of how things can go bad, you know, and the bad things that can happen to human beings. And so I have had different ways of coping with, with that and they have not always been healthy. And I think in the last, I'll probably say in the last five, six years, I have finally found the, the space and, and, the, and the way to do it in a, in a healthy way where it, and that, that has been in nature. And I have fully just sort of embraced that idea of just being outdoors and, you know, feeling, like you said, that love of being in a space that's natural and that's something that was created. You know, I'm, I'm not super religious, but I, I do feel like nature was something created by a, a greater being, whether it's, you know, you call it God or you call it Mother Nature, something bigger than all of us was created. And you can find that, that space to heal and to center and to clear your thoughts, even for that one hour, two hours, however long you decide to do it, you have that space to sort of let things go and let go of that burden that you carry and just, just feel free, you know, just feel free for that, for that moment. So when you say you, you like to be present and you like to be there in the moment, um, I, I totally understand what that, what that is because even though I do take pictures and I do, you know, it's not like I'm totally disconnected, but I do have that, that space within me where I can still and get that joy that I'm looking for it. And sometimes when I take that picture, it's because I want to capture that moment because that moment, that picture captures that feeling. And whether it's you're by yourself or with someone else, that moment, that feeling, it's sort of captured in this image. And when I take pictures, when I take photography, that's what I'm looking for. I want to capture that moment, that instant, you know, when you just feel that total peace. And I have so many times I've said, I've looked up and I said, you know, thank you, God. I've said, thank you, Mother Nature. I've said, thank you for, you know, that I'm, that I'm alive. Thank you that I have the capacity to enjoy this because so many people don't have that capacity to even do that. And, and that's uh, me having been there. I know how bad that can be sometimes. Well, I was reflecting as you were explaining, like being an ER nurse, emergency room nurse during this, this pandemic and, it's it's just amazing because I know what the hike and the training can do for someone, right? And I can't imagine, first of all, thank you for what you're doing for others on the front lines, Sergio, because I think this this will be needed. I mean, just the training and the outlet and then the hike, something like this to look forward to next year for the both of you, and then to have a friend out there with you that's what gets me emotional, right? Is because I, I already know that that's going to be a beautiful experience. And the fact that you love photography and the moments out there, um, because I know the hike so well, right. So I can, I can envision <laughs> you almost like now just, there's going to be so many moments where I think you two will look at each other and you know, it's just, I mean, it'll be your own experience, but I could just tell by the way you're articulating this entire endeavor that it's, you're going in with, you know, beautiful respect for it already. And you'll come out with that same kind of admiration and respect for the Canyon. And that's, that's what we all are collectively as a club is we love it. We want to respect it and we want others to hike it responsibly, tread lightly, leave no trace and, uh, you know, leave it better than we found it. Right. So I think we, we all could do that collectively. It's beautiful. 
That was part one of our conversation with Michelle Deloso. Stay tuned for part two, in which we dive deeper into both the demands and the gifts of hiking the Grand Canyon, rim to rim. Until next time, remember to go beyond the rim in your own life, whatever that means to you, and try to leave it better than you found it. Thanks for listening. Whoa.